Grab a snack, pull up a chair, and pass the remote. I'm James Chalmers, and with me, as always, are my wonderful co-hosts Tina Chalmers, hello, and Nick Owen. Good evening. Snacks and chairs now taken care of. Pingu's gone. Pingu's gone. Round two has begun. Um, how are we, guys? Very good. Again, with a mouthful of snack. <laughs> so the answer is good. Good, yeah. Mouthful of brownies. Mouthful of Satisfied, good. full of deliciousness. Mm. Great. Always left me satisfied and smiling. A <laughs> <laughs> harken back to an old yeah, show we used to do. Did you see that uh, The Office is now on Stan? Mm. Oh, I like did not. All eight, not nine seasons up there. Perfect season. I'd hate to have just bought the box. I know. I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh my god. I just bought it. But streaming doesn't have special features and stuff. So. True. And the, the, the blooper reel, or oh, gag reel, so is so funny on those. I think we've watched almost all of them. And watching yeah, the, the entire... Um, Threat Little Midnight. Threat Little Midnight is pretty awesome as well. There's this, one, um, I think it might even be the, the bloopers in the last season or the second last, but there's one where like... Um, Dwight is trying to get through gym, under Jim's legs or something like that. I don't remember what the thing is. Oh, is, is it where he's falling and tries to grab his penis? No, it's um, no. when they're doing the Saba, the Saber launch with the triangle. The yeah, yeah. And oh, he, like, yeah. He, like Jim's trying to stop him from going into the room. And he like, starts oh, to yeah. run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it takes him so long to get it right. He charges up. Yeah. I remember when um, Dwight laughs at him with the, with the bed bugs and he's like, how did, it, how did it, what was its mood? Oh, it was strutting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that, yeah so smug. Uh, yeah. uh, and Dwight, like, um, uh, what's his name? Not Dwight, his real name, Rain Wilson. Like, his laugh, like, the way he breaks is so funny. Like, he just, like, falls straight into it. Um, how, like, in nine years, Oscar only broke twice or something? Yeah, everyone was like, we got him! Yeah. Um, so that's what we've been doing. What that's you... the Office podcast. Yeah. The, uh, we haven't really done much else. Like, Tana's been on, on leave, but I've been working. Like with, a dog. Like a dog. Like a dog. <laughs> we had a water fight today, that's pretty good. Oh, really? Yeah. Tina, like, got... Is that where you fight about the cost of... <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not paying this. Your showers are 45 minutes. Um, yeah, and I bought... Because uh, I, I grew up in a household where we never had water guns. Never. Mm. This is my first... The water gun that you see outside, that is the first water gun I've ever used, let alone really? owned. And, and, you can, and you can tell. And you can <laughs> tell. James is looking very dry. Oh my god! The, um, like, the, la- the last couple of weeks ago, she brought water bombs. So you have a water pump? I'm like, all right. And then I was like, we should have a water fight again soon. So today we went down, and got some water water guns because she wanted to up the ante. Yeah. And I, water balloons, you got to pick up all the little rubber. Mm. Bits that being said, we did get water balloons as well, and I demolished her. Yeah, she oh, really? did. Like yeah, the you body. Yeah, quite a small garden. Well, we got around the back as well, mm. and we, we put rules in. Like you, know, you mm. can't cross a line. Listeners love this, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is what they tuned in for. Uh, but like you would have thought that her like her dress had been through the washing machine. I was yeah, just like, it was uh, soaked. And I came back from the gym and I was still drier. Mm. I was just oh my like, god! And I, I just does... I can't I can't throw, so I throw I throw the water bomb, and because of the way that I've thrown, the water has escaped the water bomb before it's hit mm. anything. And, and then, then um, Loki would undo her as well because she put water bombs down ready to go for the next thing, and, and Loki would go over and them. bite them. <laughs> so he's wasting my water bomb. Yeah. And then with the gun, like I can't aim. He's just, he's just like shooting in my face, and I can't see what Look, I'm doing. Look, it's war. So, There's yeah. no mercy in war. Yeah. Like I don't care if she's my wife. Like outside of war, we love each other. Mm. But it's every man for himself. Mm. Yeah. And I'm great at water fights. Yeah, you are. I don't think I've had one since I was a kid. You have to come around one day. We'll get a. We'll all have a corner. Yeah, we'll introduce <laughs> a, a third base camp. And we'll get it going. Speaking of getting it going, let's get this show going because we are we're going to be a lot quicker than usual. I think. Mm. Um, let's start with some news. I have a ton, ton of news. So I'll try and uh, blitz through it as quickly as possible. Uh, the biggest one is last week, or not last week, but last time we got together, we talked about Ben Affleck running DC Films. Mm. That's not happening. Oh, no. Um, I don't know who, what's going on with him, but they announced a new boss of DC Films, and that's Walter Hamada. 
you might not know his name, but he's the guy who's been running the horror division for the last few years, so he was responsible for it. Oh, cool. um, the Conjuring is a really good relationship with James Wan, so he's now in charge of DC. James Bond. James Wan, oh. the director of... Did you know what did you hear what I said? I thought you said with James Bond. No, I thought you, you heard what I said and then like tricked me into oh. <laughs> Um So yeah, so him and Jeff Johns are going to run that. So that's cool. Like, I mean, we don't really know any more than that. He doesn't seem to have a superhero <laughs> background, but hopefully the fact that he's made some really successful, well-liked horror films, hopefully that's a good thing. Mm. Like, Yeah, I mean, there's been so much rumour and innuendo about the DC universe, isn't there? Like... Ben Affleck has done everything from his Batman to directing a Batman film to quitting, and then yeah. he's all of a sudden the head of the whole department. Yeah, who knows what's going on with that, man. Like, hopefully we'll get some more info. So apparently the contract negotiations are meant to happen before the end of January, so hopefully we will we have... get some news, yeah. Yeah. But, this, look, at least they've made a decision, and they've made it public, and, like, something is happening. So yeah. that's good. Um, I'm going to leave that one. It's about Jodie Foster, but it's not that interesting. She's kind of got... A bit whingy. Um, they've uh, cast Sabrina in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. They're oh, doing that they? Netflix series. Uh, the actress's name is Kian and Shipka, um, and she played one of Don Draper's daughters in Mad Men. Okay. I think later on, because obviously she's yeah. a teenager now, so hmm. wasn't in the first season maybe. But um, that's cool. <coughs> I don't have a picture, so deal with it. Hmm. Um, the Punisher, which we'll talk about a little bit later, has been uh, given a season two. And it's going to be shooting in only a couple of months. So they're pumping these Netflix series out. So is that now in front of a bunch of others then? Jessica Jones is in March. Uh, and Luke Cage and Daredevil... No, Iron Fist and Daredevil shooting right now. And I think Luke Cage is about to start shooting. Mm. The only thing that hasn't been renewed at this stage is D- Defenders, but I'm sure they yeah. will. Um, in keeping with Marvel news, Chris Hemsworth uh, wants to keep playing Thor. His, which you know is, isn't surprising after Ragnarok. Um, but his contract is over. Like once the infin- the two Avengers films are done, his contract is done. Uh, but he would like to keep going and do more Thor movies. So I'm down with that. I like him as Thor. Those dogs cannot stop barking. They don't want Thor. And yes, we just see how how it all ends after Infinity Wars. You never know. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if they do a big shake up and all these Phase One to Three heroes are. Yeah, absolutely. Put. It um it'll be interesting to see what happens. Definitely. Um, not much has been announced uh, in this next story, but apparently Black Widow is finally in development. They're going to do a Black Widow film, apparently. Um, I personally think it's too late. Mm. At this point, it's like... I don't think they need one. Yeah, like, I mean, a few years ago, when we didn't have Wonder Woman, and she was, like, a big part of the Marvel Universe, like, she was in, like, every other film, we're like, yeah, give her her own film, but now it's like, you got Captain Marvel coming out, you got Guardians 3, you got another Spider-Man movie, you got Fantastic Four, if that deal goes through, you got X-Men if that deal goes through, you got all these other projects, like, don't, don't need it. Like, mm. if you're going to close down, if the first three phases are ending, and you're going to close down this whole part of the universe, you probably don't need that character to yeah. be over. Like, I feel like they need an afterlife of uh, Iron Man 2, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they've just introduced like, it. Or like after Avengers 1, yeah. like, you could have done that as well. I mean, if they want to do, like, a uh, Black Widow Netflix series, I'd be okay with that. Mm. Like, you could do, like, more of an origin and stuff, like, showing her... Getting her to Netflix, getting Scarlet to Netflix, though, pretty tough. Uh, I don't know. Um, you see, like, I mean, I guess she probably is one of the biggest names in the Marvel Universe, aside from mm. Robert Downey Jr. But, um, if she's passionate about the character and she wants that character to have its own thing, like, she could probably do it. Mm. I suppose uh, the commitment isn't that much more than a film. <clears throat> Yeah, like, and they, like, those Netflix shows, I think they only shoot for, like, ten weeks or something, mm. so it's probably about the same as a mm. Marvel film, maybe less than, I mean, like, Infinity War, they shoot for, like, two years, yeah, so, do yeah. you know what I mean? Um, more development news, apparently Cyborg is still getting his own film, that's all we know, but apparently it's still in the cards. Um, I'll believe it when I see it at this mm. point with DC. Um... More Marvel news, James Gunn has just about picked out his soundtrack for Guardians 3, and he's confirmed it's going to be released in 2020. So, there we go. That's pretty good. So that is part of Phase 4 or whatever the next mm. part of Marvel is. They haven't really just... They haven't really, like... They were kind of like, after Phase 3, it might be Phase 4, it might be something else. But I keep hearing people say, like, Phase 4 should be Fantastic 4. And, like, mm. it is going to be a lot more cosmic and space-centric, I think, as well. And um, is Phase 4 post... <clears throat> Avengers. So, but... Both Avengers. Okay, the next two Avengers films. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 
I've heard some really cool theories, like people, like someone like was speculating online that Fantastic Four like will take place in two time periods, like the first half would be like in the 1960s because mm. like they're the first family so that would be really cool. you could have them like the Fantastic Four get their powers and stuff and then they get trapped in the negative zone and then they come out around Avengers 4 maybe like what's the negative zone um so you know Is it like a like a limbo no it's just like another dimension like you know how um in Civil War there was that prison the raft where they locked up all the heroes mm. at yeah. the end of the film mm-hmm. so in the comic books that prison, it, like that prison, did exist, but that is where they kept them. They kept them in the negative zone because that way it was out of harm's way for like Earth and everything else. So they kept all their prisoners up there. Um, so that'd be pretty cool. I'm I'm really looking forward to Fantastic Four. I really hope this deal goes through. I really hope we get to see. I've just seen so many <coughs> stinking movies yeah. about them. Uh-huh. That's I've seen. So I really done, hope it's going to be good. I mean, I, I'm, I would be with you <laughs> until I saw Spider Man Homecoming, and yeah. that's what's changed. I'm like, okay, Marvel can make. Everything worked. Yeah. Like even like even the films of people like less. They don't know Tim didn't have the best time in Thor Ragnarok, even though you liked bits of it. You thought mm. it was too funny. Like it's still a spectacular film. Mm. Like yeah, yeah. And they still like honored most yeah, of the characters absolutely. pretty well. So they know what they're doing. Um, <laughs> speaking of Spider Man, um, he is going to appear in the Venom film apparently. That makes uh, sense. Well, Venom isn't owned by Marvel. It's owned by Sony. Oh, um, okay. So they're not allowed to make Spider Man films. Um, but they, ca- they had access to all his villains, which is why we're getting a Venom movie mm. and like a Black Cat film and stuff as well. Like all his villains are getting their own films. But um, that makes sense and I want that because mm. Infinity War, I think, will probably introduce the black suit as well like because they're going out to space. So I reckon he'll catch the symbiote while he's in space and then that gives you a reason to have a Venom. So mm. like without it, you shouldn't have Venom. So that makes sense and hopefully it's good. Mm. Uh, I got two... More, uh, they released a synopsis for Avengers finally uh, for the new Avengers film. Mm. In case you didn't know what this film was about, they released the official synopsis, and I'll read it to you. Do tell, James. It says, uh, "An unprecedented cinema, uh, good work. <laughs> an unprecedented cinematic journey, ten years in the making, and spanning the entire Marvel universe. Avengers: Infinity War brings to the screen the ultimate deadliest showdown of all time: the Avengers and their superhero allies." must be willing to sacrifice it all in an attempt to defeat the power of Thanos before his blitz of devastation and ruin puts an end to the universe. That sounds cool. Yeah. And That's think, pretty much what I expected it to be about. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But it's nice, like, they're using words like deadly and, like... Deadly! And, like, they're making it sound like there's stakes, which is good. Yeah. And which, to be fair, like, that trailer isn't fun. Like, yeah. it's awesome, it's badass, but I'm like, oh, this is going to be a laugh. Yeah. Um, that's still probably one of the best trailers I've ever seen in my whole life. Really good trailer. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, it's awesome and we mentioned Spider-Man before, and this is my last bit of news. This literally broke hours ago, and made me so happy. I'm really uh, all about this. Uh, the writers of Spider-Man Homecoming have been tagged to, I believe, write and direct Flash. The Flash oh, cool. movie. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm really happy with that, because that Homecoming movie, like, I think it was, it was on all of our top ten lists. Um, I think it was your number one, wasn't I think it? It was, yeah. And it was in my definitely in my top ten. I think it was in your top five. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really good. They clearly know how to handle a character. And even though the Flash isn't exactly the same as Spider Man, he's not as jokey and stuff. Um, I think that's a good pull. Like, mm. especially because it's like it's a younger superhero as well. Yeah. Like, still learning his powers. Um, so that's really cool news. And that is all the news. Very, very superhero heavy news, isn't it? Very superhero. Yeah. Well, there was one other story which we can talk about briefly. It's kind of about superhero movies, but not. Um, Jodie Foster, I think, in the first week of the year, kicked up a massive stink um, in an interview about superhero films and blockbusters in general, saying that they're ruining uh, moviegoers' uh, viewing patterns. Mm. They're like, people only want to go see blockbusters now, and superhero films are directly responsible for that. And I was like, mm. I disagree. Like, the blockbuster has been around for... About 50 years. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, if you're not making movies people don't want to go see, like, that's not superhero mm. movies' fault. Like, mm. I, I w- feel like that's more of a... the. Blo- I feel like, in all honesty, the blockbuster, when I think of the blockbuster, like, era, I think of the 80s. Mm. Yeah, but, like, they're still, like they still call them blockbusters even though they're not busting blocks anymore. Because like, yeah. that was the whole idea that, like, people just have to line up around the block and stuff. Oh, okay, again, yeah, that's yeah, where yeah, the term yeah. came mm. from. Mm. But I think she's like, you know, all these big budget films, but it's like, well, that's not true, because if you look at, say, The Transformers, which is a notoriously horrid yes. series, like, Transformers 4 made, like, over a billion dollars. The last one that came out last year 
barely made half a billion. Mm-hmm. So it's not like that's clearly the like clearly the indication that like viewers aren't just going because it's a big budget film. Like they've got taste. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And so, and also, like, it's you can't compare a film like that to an indie film about yeah. a woman getting abducted or whatever it is she's yeah. in. Like, yeah. Say, what happened to like? I'd like to know what would have happened to like gritty cop dramas in the seventies once Star Wars came out. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, mm. it's just mm. one of the things. No, and right. I get her point of view. Like, she wants like people to go and see different things as well. Mm. But unfortunately, like these movies are kind of saving the movie business at the moment. Yes. Like. People aren't... Like, we went to see yeah. Three Billboards, which we'll talk about later. And actually, that cinema was pretty full, but it was the only screen in the entire theatre that was showing it. Like, yeah. Um, and then, like, when we went... To, I'm trying to think of another one. Like, when, I'm going to go see Shape of Water next week, probably. Probably won't be very full, like, because mm. most people don't go and see these indie films, unfortunately. Like, I wish more people would. Mm. Part of this show is showing... Like, part of the reason for this show is we talk about cool films you might not have heard of, and hopefully we'll go and see them. But... Without these superhero films and these big budget blockbusters, like the movie industry could be dead. Yeah. So, I mean, look, uh, be grateful, Jodie Foster. Yeah. But also, it's like there's plenty of other platforms now. It's like you got your Netflix and your streaming services and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I would say that even more so would be killing the movie industry. It definitely because is. I most certainly am more interested in watching TV shows because the caliber of TV shows has got mm. so much better. Absolutely, yeah. So I'm much more interested in watching, you know, Game of Thrones or Handmaid's Tale or something like that mm. rather than spending two... I'd rather spend, like, an hour over a long period of time, many, many weeks, mm. investing myself in a longer story yeah. than just having two and a half hours of a small snapshot mm. into a character's world. Yeah, I actually, um, it's funny, I, I got into an argument a little bit online with someone recently, because um, I followed a bunch of different forums on Reddit about the superhero films, and someone was like, you know, what's, talking about Batman, like, what's the best film you could do? And I was like, I wouldn't do a film. I would do an HBO series. Because HBO, you can be violent. Like, you don't need swearing and sex in Batman, but it should be darker and violent. So I would do, like, an HBO series. So you don't do, don't do Origins, like, season one, make it, like, I don't know, year three of Batman, but you can flash back to year one and do that sort mm. of stuff. And then, like, once you know, like, two seasons, season three could be, like, a whole comic book run. Like, that could all be, like, the long Halloween. Like, one season <laughs> could be long Halloween. And then you could, like, bring out the characters. You could do, like, a little, like, kind of mini feature, like, between the seasons. Like, you know how like, they do the HBO mini movies and stuff? And you could do, like, a Justice League one or mm. something like that. And that's how I would do it. And then, like, when the show's over, take, like, four or five years off, like, Kirby Enthusiasm did, come back and do Dark Knight Returns. Like, that's how I did it. And someone was just like, no, Batman shouldn't be on TV. I'm like, comic books are episodic. Of course they belong yeah. on TV. And not only that, but like, there's so many Batman TV shows. Well, there's one. No, there's, there's oh, Gotham. Oh, oh, yeah, there's the animated series. Adam the animated series. I think you meant currently. Yeah. Believe me, I love seeing Batman on the big screen. <laughs> and I will go to every single Batman film. And I want Batman mm. on the big screen. But... The best way to do it, like, if you want to get character development, like, if you want to get, like, get it right, two and a half hours, like, we've seen in some DC films recently, like, they're not getting it right on the big mm. screen. They're getting it right on TV for the most part, despite season four of Flash really not being very good. But the new episode's out tonight. Hopefully, they'll start the mm. mid-season return off of the bang. But um, you get way more to do in TV. Mm. But that being yeah. said, I don't want this theatre-going experience to go away. So, like, definitely make no, those movies as well. No, absolutely not. So did you have something to say? I kept like, talking over Nah, that's right. I've got about 10 points, but I'll just... <laughs> uh, look, the only thing I'd agree with on... Uh, I'd side with on Jody's part mm. is that um, it is frustrating when you don't quite have time to see an indie film in the first week and it's just like, oh, okay, I'll see that on DVD then. You know what I mean? When yeah. It's just like, there's one... The other it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's playing on a Thursday night at nine in Hawthorne. No. You know what I mean? No, yeah. yeah. It's playing on like a Wednesday afternoon at oh, 2 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. In St. Kilda. It's, so yeah, yeah that like, is well, annoying. No and it's like, because that's it's been out for two weeks. Yeah. Well, like, we went and saw three billboards and I was so excited because they showed trailers. Generally, if they don't show trailers in your theatre, chances are you're not going to get it. Mm. Like, they showed a trailer for Disaster Artists in my theatre. I'm like, there's no way they're getting Disaster Artists. They got it. Yeah. So then when they showed the trailer for three billboards, I was like, yes, I'm going to see it. No, we had to drive to Knox. Like, that was the closest theatre that had it. And then, like, again, Shape of Water, closest theatre that has it, Knox. Mm. So I've got to go all Mind the... you, that was one of the most expensive trips to cinema that we've been to. Yeah, like, I mean, to be fair, we had vouchers, but it was mm. like we yeah, used up most of our vouchers. We had, like, what, two $50 vouchers, mm. and that covered our two ticket. No, we had a 50 We had a $50 voucher, and we had a free ticket. But, like, by the time we got there, we mm. had, like... 
15 bucks left or something. Like, it's crazy expensive. Mm. Well, what's a ticket to... I only really get those, like, Telstra tickets or something like mm. that, which are mm. 12 or 13 bucks. Mm. But, like, a full-price ticket these days. What's 22. That? $22. $22 for a movie. Yeah. Mm. But and you might as well... Like, that's what... Shit. That's and why that's pe- before your combo meal or anything <laughs> oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. That's why people are waiting for DVD. Because DVD is 20 bucks. Mm. Like, you can pay less for it, for, and you can own it, and you can have as many people watch it as you want. Mm. Um, that's why, like, we go to readings. So they're not our sponsor yet, but I'm really pushing for it. Readings, <laughs> we love you. Ten dollar tickets every day. Like, yeah, yeah. unfortunately, you do miss out. Ten dollar fifty. Oh, that's what they did. They did boost it up. Ten fifty. Yeah. I mean, look, the sponsorship deal is waning, but we're going to try and make it work. Um, the, the only problem is they don't get all of them. Like, they didn't get three billboards. They're not getting Shape of Water. I think they're getting Itonia, which is good because I really want to see that. That's out next week. Um, it's because they don't have like a Cinema Europa type thing. Whereas Knox has Cinema Europa. Yeah, but like, indie I wouldn't say, I would have put Disaster Artist in that same class. I'm going to put that in like the mainstream theatre. Like, may, mm. like, I don't know. That's the other thing. Like, you talk about the indie films. Like, most of them only go to like Nova or The Astor. Mm. And like, those are far. I like, mm-hmm. I like the Nova a lot. And that's how I got to see Yoga Hoses. But like, and Swiss Army Men. But that is. We just have to be more hipsterish, James. It's a 45 minute drive. We just have to live in like Fitzroy yeah. or something. You've got to start going to cinemas where it's just like. Individual seats mm. that have been put there, not yeah. an actual cinema seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the tickets aren't too bad at Nova, but again, it's like it's. I don't want to drive to the city because mm. then it's like it's you have to make an evening of it. Like, if I go to the theater near here, I can be home by nine o'clock. Mm. So it takes five minutes. To drive. In bed by nine fifteen. Yeah, with a mug of hot cocoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, my socks on in my bed because I want to keep my feet warm. Yeah, <laughs> in the middle of summer. Um, okay, let's jump into some reviews because we are quickly running out of time. Has anyone seen anything they want to talk about? Yes. Go for it. Season one of Big Little Lies. Oh, HBO's new hit show. Mm. Now, yeah. Do you guys intend to watch it? Slash I don't know it. what it's about because I keep thinking it's Pretty Little Liars. Yeah. And it's yeah. not Pretty no. Little Liars. Oh, I wish so it was. What is it actually <laughs> no, about? I will say this before you review it. I had no interest because I don't really like Nicole Kidman or Reese with the Spoon. But I, I thought I'd... they were doing. I thought it was. A, I thought Big Little Lies was a movie, not a. No, it's show. a limited series. It's like an eight parter okay. or something. Oh, okay. But I do like Adam Scott, and I quite like Shailene Woodley so I'm like I might be in for this so mm. if you could go light on spoilers that'd be great very light okay so I basically as a joke I've been calling it like the beautiful Broadchurch and I know <laughs> I don't know that you guys have seen Broadchurch only yeah. a little bit yeah okay so it's it's quite a similar concept so it's set in um, I, I think it's California mm. <clears throat> it's not in LA or anything they're on like a coastal town the first episode there's a murder mm. difference is you don't know who who's even been murdered let alone who's done it um, and it follows these three mums. So that's Reese Witherspoon, Shailene Woodley, and Nicole Kidman. Yeah. And it's just revealed. It's a. I think it's eight parts. And as you go through, it's just revealed more and more about their lives. Yes. Some like domestic abuse. Really, it could be anyone who has killed anyone. So it's yeah. quite cool that way. Um, I will say that everyone is fucking on point in it. Yeah. Um, I also am not a big fan of Nicole Kidman. Mm. This is the best thing I've ever seen her do. Nice. Um, that's good. Cool. And it's good. Welcome back for Reese Witherspoon. I know she's done a few films recently, like, mm. but I haven't yeah. really seen her in much. Um, and yeah, uh, it's got Alexander Skarsgård in it. He plays. Nice. Nice, nice. He's very good in it. Um, plays a bit of a scumbag, but I think mm. that's all more like. Um, is it a bit? <clears throat> is it a bit rapey? Because I got that vibe from the war- the warning on it. Like it says yeah, sexual violence. That's a theme. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a theme. Um, which I don't. I have no problem with in terms of like I'm not like go for it but I, I like I can watch that stuff and like I can, it doesn't like yeah. bug me trying to kind of get through it but I know like there's some things that, like we like to watch together and if it gets too much so I didn't say like I say that but Tina watches Game of Thrones so like yeah it's um yeah. it's it's definitely everyone in there is facing trauma and hardships it's mm. not a light show there's really not any humour in it mm. yeah but it's well, for, and it looks fantastic. Mm. The houses in there are schmicko. Mm. It's a real grand where design. Is it, where is it set? California. So, yeah, like oh, I don't okay. know exactly the name. It's like a town. Yeah. It's not like a big city or anything like mm. that. Um, but yeah, it's it's they're very wealthy people. Mm. Um, so yeah. Um, cool. Absolutely recommend it. It's only eight parts, so you can smash through it in a couple of nights. So. Yeah. Nice. Did you nice. um, finish watching uh, Good Place yet? No. Okay. I've been quite short on time. Yeah, you said you were busy. I don't know what's going on, but uh, I'm worried for you. Yeah, Living yeah. a very cosmopolitan lifestyle. <laughs> um, I um, I have something to review as well. Go for it. Um, so I started uh, a new show. Show a new show. I started <laughs> a new show called um, "People Just Do Nothing," right? Mm. 
Um, and it's been on my, like, I've seen it on Netflix for a really long time, and I thought it was like a serious documentary part series, and it's not. Mm. Um, it's a mockumentary sort of um, thing. Um, and it's kind of in the same vein as the British Office and, um, like, Peep Show and stuff like mm. that. So it's extremely, extremely dry humour. Um, but it's actually really quite good. So it follows this um, this uh, garage uh, this garage crew, basically. These guys who are into garage music and they have an illegal pirate um, FM radio station that they run called Corrupt FM. Yeah. Um, and um, they're just like all idiots. <laughs> they're just all absolute idiots. And... Um, yeah, like I'm, I'm enjoying it. Like I'm not finding myself laughing out loud, really, or like going, "Ah, oh, oh my god, that's so funny." But like, I am enjoying like watching it. I think if I was to watch it with people, I find that when I watch stuff with people, I, I laugh more. I find yeah. it funnier when I say if I watch something by myself, I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's funny," but I'm not actually like laughing yeah. out loud, sort of thing. Um, but yeah, it's really good. And so the the main guy um, who plays MC Grinder. Um, he's like all the guys in it except for Chibuddy, they're all like <laughs> this is the only thing they've ever been in. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm looking at the cast list yeah. now and there's no pictures on no, it. No, <laughs> this is literally the only thing they've yeah. been in. They were um, like a whole bunch of group of friends basically, and they just used to do like, and they're into like garage music and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and so they used to do like, um, like stupid little voices and, and like little skits and stuff. So they thought, why not just do this as like an actual. Mm. Thing. Um, and it's really good because it's just like the guys are just so so dumb, <laughs> so dumb. Um, but yeah, no. So I I suggest if anybody's interested in watching something along the same vein as the British Office, mm. right, which is much drier yeah, than, yeah, yeah. than the American Office. American Office <clears throat> is really like you laugh out loud. Um, then give people just do nothing a go. Does it have that same sort of like low production feel that the Office has? You know, that's like, it looks yeah. like a cheap documentary. Yeah, absolutely. So like, um, and they'll do like all the talking heads like to the mm. BBC's, because oh, yeah. the BBC recording them for the documentary. <clears throat> yeah. And so like, and they'll go to places and they'll be like, oh yeah, I love your show. People just do nothing. So mm. it's like, it's also been um, broadcast in the wor in yeah, that right. world yeah, at yeah, that yeah. same time, yeah. sort of thing like that. Um, but yeah, like there's an episode, for example, where they, they try and um, get a record contract and they do that by just rocking up to the places and being like, oh, can we have a meeting, please? Um, and then one place just on a whim just lets them have the meeting. Um, and they just completely, A, they completely destroy the meeting, but they also just like, um, oh, yeah, you know me, I'm MC Grinder, mm. like, you know, get me some water love and all this kind of stuff like that. It's actually, yeah, no, it's pretty good. Nice. Especially considering these guys have never done, you know, anything else before yeah, yeah they're all completely new people nice mm. uh, i have been watching the punisher finally i finally got around to it mm. um i'm 11 <coughs> and a half no i'm almost 11 whole episodes deep into it and this show rocks man it's so really? so good like for a long time people were like it's the best marvel show it's the best one they've done so far and i think i i would give uh, daredevil the edge still like the first two seasons, just be, but like I'm also very partial to that character. Although I'm a big fan of the Punisher as well. Like Daredevil is like my 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 Marvel guy. Like that's my favorite Marvel character and stuff. So I'd give that the edge a little bit. But it's really strong. Like it's really really good so far. And like the last episode I was watching like made me cry a little bit, which is pretty uh, standard for me these days, yeah. crying and everything. But it's really well done. John Bernthal is really good as Frank Castle. Um, but the kind of cool thing about it is that if you don't know the Punisher or if you don't know about the comic book character of the Punisher, this is not a comic book show. Like, it is literally just a, it's literally about a show about a, an ex, like, uh, veteran from, like, the Afghanistan <laughs> war trying to piece his life back together and deal with the fact that his family was murdered. Mm. And then it's almost like a detective story where he's trying to, like, kind of, un, like, unravel the mystery of, like, why it happened and, like, why they're <laughs> trying to kill him and stuff. Um, it's really, really good, man. Like, most of the, pardon me, the cast members... Um, I'm sure they've been in things before, but are pretty unknown to me. Like John Bernthal is probably the biggest name mm. in there, uh, and then you've got uh, Ben Barnes, um, who is Dorian Gray, uh, and a few other things that he plays. Um, Billy in, Russo in what? He was in Dorian Gray, like the movie about 
the character Dorian Gray, the guy with the painting. Who yeah, like, no, I know. Who, I'm just thinking of like because the only time I've seen that guy in a film is in um, like that character is in that League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. No, I'll see what else he was in because he's a pretty familiar face. Because uh, isn't he the guy who was going to play Aragorn? Maybe he's oh he's Prince Caspian as well in the um, Chronicles of Narnia oh, movies. Yeah, yeah I have a feeling that guy. Um... Oh, and he's in Westworld. He was the buddy in Westworld. You know, like how oh the friend who's like the fr- you can do anything in this world. You can fuck chicks in this world. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Um, so he's in this, and he's not quite like that, but he's still like a pretty like seedy guy. Like, you can, like <laughs> yeah. even like you can kind of tell like he's up to no good and stuff. And Deborah um, Ann Wall's in it as well. Yeah, she's really good. Like, she's not in it a heap. She um, kind of appears in, I think, the first or second episode and then kind of disappears. And in the last couple, she's been a big part of again. Mm. Um, but she's really good. Like, it's just a really, like, well-put-together show. Like, you don't need to be a comic book fan to enjoy this this show. Mm. Like, um, And it does a really good job of kind of explaining and understanding um, PTSD. Like, that's kind of what this show is about as mm. well. Um, I know early on, Tina's making fun of it because I was watching a clip and it was just the Punisher sitting on, like, a the edge of a building like eating a sandwich and she's just, she's just like oh I see what you got about problems or whatever yeah. like she's quoting Andy from the other um, but yeah like the first episode was a little bit slow because I was trying to like as clearly like building tension I was just like come on man like mm. the show's called The Punisher I just want to see him punish people like, yeah. that's what I want and like that first episode does not disappoint like you get to the end and he people are getting punished left and right yeah. and like it probably is the most brutal of all the shows as well like there's some pretty full on stuff mm. these last two episodes have been particularly violent yeah. um, do, do you feel like it will tie in with the storyline that's evolving in the um, the Marvel TV universe it's kind of independent of say the Defenders storyline like Dead, so the hand is what I'm getting at yeah there's no hand stuff in this this is all about him um, and mobsters and the government and stuff mm. And they kind of, I felt they kind of retconned his origin a little bit in the first, in Daredevil. Remember how in Daredevil they kind of like explained how his, parents, his family's yeah. killed? They've kind of retconned a little bit. I think it is still, I think they still like kind of tie that in, but this is a lot deeper and a lot more going on, and it's kind of different to what we saw originally, but I like this a lot more, so I'm happy with that change. Yeah. So, um, But it's really, really good. I've got like, yeah, two episodes to go, so I'm keen to finish that, and hopefully it'll be... Uh, a whiz bang of a finale, mm. um, but it's great. And if you yeah, if you <laughs> like if you like your violent TV shows, this is definitely for you. Mm. Um, it's, it's like a really good like political drama as well. Yeah, it wasn't. I always had faith that they would do the action well and they keep it real gritty. I think my the reason I haven't watched it, I haven't made time for it, and I've been a bit hesitant is I was wondering whether they've just whether there's enough story to fill. Is it 13 parts? Same as yeah. Last I would say they. I mean, Marvel, unfortunately, kind of are notorious for doing these 13 episodes shows and they don't need to. Yeah. I would say this probably uses the 13 episodes the best. Well, that's good. Because even Daredevil... Because they do put... Like, there's definitely a few... Like, there's a couple of different, like, subplots that they start from the like, beginning of the show. And then I was like... Because there's, like, this one storyline with this kid who's, mm. like, another ex-vet as well. He's a young kid and, like, he doesn't know what to do with his life and stuff. And I was like, why are they showing this? Like, I don't care about this. Like, let's go back to the Punisher. Let's punish people. Uh, yeah. And then, like, you end up having, like, a two-episode kind of arc towards the end of the series. Yeah. Um, so it all kind of ties in. So every episode has, I would say, like, key story stuff. Yeah. There doesn't feel like any filler in there. So I agree, you don't need 13 episodes mm. for this either, but I've enjoyed every episode they've done, so... I think 10. I think they should be 10. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I didn't go 8. Like, Defenders work mm. with 8. Um, yeah. So I could do 8. I mean, look, I want as much of this as possible, so that's yeah. fine. At least it's not 23, like some of those DC shows yeah. like. Uh, but yeah, it's good. I- I'm having a good time with it, so uh, hopefully people will enjoy it. Mm. I will, I guess next week I'll have my review mm. of it all finished. Mm. Um, and then you say that wasn't a very punishing review. <laughs> <laughs> it, um, that wasn't worth laughing at, by the way. <laughs> they, um, they do have their own version of a hallway fight, of course, because Marvel yeah, loved their hallway yeah, scenes. Yeah. This one's in a stairwell, so yeah. I like that. Um, but there's also the last episode I just watched was literally like a siege, like him versus like... 20 mercenaries yeah. and it's pretty incredible like it, it's good stuff so uh, and then the last thing we watched uh, Tina and I went to the movies a couple of weeks ago and we went and saw three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri yes um, we won't talk too much I already submitted my I already posted my written review online so you can go to our website oh yeah excellent and it's all there um, but yeah Tina you want to talk about it a little bit um, yeah so basically um, do you know what the story is 
Uh, the wo- uh, like the woman's daughter is killed. Yeah, son, daughter. Yeah, daughter. Yeah. yeah. Um. So basically, the woman's daughter, uh, on her way home from a party or something like that, was raped and killed, and so, um, the story takes place quite a few months after mm. the actual incident happened, and um, the police have no nothing to go on there they've reached complete dead ends mm. and so it's just sort of on the verge of becoming a cold case mm. sort of thing and um but it's also partly due to the fact that like the police system in the, that's that city is just a bit shit yeah, really okay. um and so what she does is she um um there's these three billboards on like this road just outside the the township um and she goes to the advertising company and she's like how much can i can I pay to um to have those three f- billboards for like the entire year? And um, she basically she puts up a, uh, a a series of posters that call out the police department, say, "Listen, why isn't anything mm. done?" And so it, get, it gets starts to get like news traction and mm. all this kind of stuff like that. Um, and then you find out like a whole duff, different cup. I can't speak today. It's not a good day to do podcasts. <laughs> can't speak today. Um, she finds you find out throughout watching the movie that um, the police department have their own issues that they're dealing with and personal issues and stuff like that. Um, and um, yeah, no, it's really it's really good. Like, what's the main woman's name? Frances McDormand. The she is so fantastic. Yeah, you'd know her from Fargo. Yeah. that's probably mm. her biggest role. She was also mm. in um, uh, Burn After Reading. She's been in a bunch of stuff, mm. like Coen Brothers things as well. Uh, it's directed by the guy who did In Bruges. And Seven mm. Psychopaths. So if you like those films, you'll definitely dig this. I would actually say, out of the three, this is my favourite. Yeah. I had a really good time with it. And it's, it's interesting, because it is definitely the darkest of the three, mm. but somehow, like, walks that line and is hysterical at the same time. There are moments... Yeah. And, like, he does this really, like... It's a tight line to walk, but somehow mm. he will deliver you the most devastating news... And three seconds later, you'll be crying with laughter. Like, they just walk it so well. Yeah. To the point where I felt bad. I'm like, I'm laughing and this horrible thing just happened. Yeah. But, like, um, so Frances McDormand's and she's great. Um, uh, Woody? Woody, Woody Harrelson is mm. excellent. Mm. He's so good. I was, I was blowing him up a couple of weeks ago about his performance in Planet of the Apes. But this is incredible. He's so, so good in it. Uh, and then Sam Rockwell, who I've always said can save anything and is great and everything. Is he the other cop? He's the racist one. Yep. And he's incredible. Like He, he is... is I like. I, I think Woody Harrelson's okay in this. Like, I think he's pretty good. But that guy is brilliant in this. He's he's, he's really he's good. so unlikable. He should mm. be the most unlikable character you've ever seen in a movie. But just the way he performs and the like and the things he does, like you can't help but still kind of like him. And I will say this: cause I read something afterwards, and it made me kind of second guess my review. But I stand by my review, um, where someone pointed out that like maybe we shouldn't be liking Sam Rockwell so much. Like he is a very hateable character, he's super racist, and he never really gets called, he never really kind of gets any comeuppance for that, that's not a spoiler, like it's a subplot. Mm. Uh, and in fact, you kind of almost like kind of see him in a bit of a heroic light and stuff by the end of it. And I do agree with that, I'm like, okay, you're right, like, that probably is, you know, an issue. But, but I think any normal audience member no, would yeah, be able tell. to go... Like, you don't either, you don't even, you don't just love a character or hate a character. There's, there, you can, un, you can love a character that you hate. Like, for instance, Joffrey, for example. Mm. Yeah. We all love Joffrey mm. because he's so awesome mm. to hate. Yeah. Because you want to see all the decrepit yeah. and horrible things mm. that he does. Just because this character is, is racist and homophobic and an asshole and a drunk and mm. stuff like that. Doesn't mean you go, mm. oh, well, you know, at the end he's, he turned out to be a nice guy. No, he's still a fucking asshole. Yeah. Um, and we don't forget that, but you just kind of go, oh, I like how he, you know, bit the bullet and he actually enacted some change yeah. for once yeah. to create a slightly redeeming feature yeah. of him. It's, um, yeah, it's pretty solid. It is the only new film I've seen this year so far. I haven't been able to watch anything else new yet. Um, but it's, uh, to me, like, it's a serious contender for, like, one of like my top ten lists. Like, mm, mm. I mean, like, I know it's very early on, but Logan was pretty early on as well. So um, there's yeah. a bunch more stuff to watch, obviously, this month alone, let alone the rest of the year. But it's a really well done, entertaining film, and they walk that line so well. Mm. Um, so I rate I rated it online out of dentist chairs. I don't know if you want to keep doing that. Dentist chairs. Do you remember the dentist moment? I don't want to spoil it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. It's a great little moment. Uh-huh. Um, and I gave it an eight. 
eight out of ten. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I had a really good time. I'll give it an eight as well. Yeah, I would say it probably runs a little bit long. Mm. Um, Do you get any resolution? That would be a spoiler. Mm. So I'm gonna leave it at that. But you should. Yeah. You dig it. I think yeah. you'd really enjoy yeah. it. It's yeah. It's one of those ones where I fully intended to see it. I, have I missed this run? I think it must have. Well, we had to go to Knox to see it, so it might still be showing there. It's already too hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you live closer to Knox than we do as yeah. well. Yeah. Was that true? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I suppose I do. We are. Um, we'll be. Are we heading out there next week to go see Shape of Water? And oh, yeah. hopefully, Itonia will be closer to home. But I'll I'll drive for both those films. I really want to see both of them. So. Yeah, mm. um, well, I'd like to see Itonia. Uh, we watched the trailer for that, and that was hysterical. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. so on board for this film. Um, we're going to skip trailer trash this week, because not much came out. There was a new Black Panther trailer, but guess what? It still looks awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there was a, a teaser for Teen Titans Go to the Movies, which is the animated Teen Titans film. Um, and trailer's pretty funny. Like, that's all mm-hmm. I got for you. Like, it, wasn't, it wasn't really a story trailer. It was more just kind of like introducing the characters. And it's interesting, because this is a version of the characters a lot of people don't like, because it's very goofy, very kind of cartoon networky, like a little bit, you know... DC is very serious normally, and this is like a little bit wacky. Um, but trailer's funny, man. I really dug it, and there's some cool Easter eggs. So that's all I say. Um, let's get to the topic of the week, guys. Uh, we should have started this two weeks ago, but we're a little bit behind. It's the road. We are on the road to Infinity War. So we watched. Well, road trip. <laughs> yeah, I watched the road, starring Vega Mortensen. That yeah. is a depressing film. Damn it. <laughs> okay. I um I watched Toy Story because I heard Infinity, and I just thought of Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> yeah. Um, I watched two films, and you guys watched one, so we'll talk about that. Um, every week now, until uh, the release of Infinity War, we're going to watch a movie, talk about them, and I guess reflect on how the films, mm. how we feel about them now, as opposed to, the, I don't know, talk about them, I guess, and celebrate this kind of glorious time we're in, where we get yeah, to watch... this universe that's been We built. get to watch 17 movies before this new Avengers <laughs> yeah. film, and they're all pretty good. Yeah, so the order, I guess... Is the the uh, official order seems to be is it release date? Because We're just going through release order. Like there are different ways you can do it, and then you can incorporate the shows and stuff as well. But... I've always into purely the cinematic universe because I don't, I don't watch Agents of Shield or Peggy Carter or you know that. Agent Carter. I've got them, but I haven't watched them. And Agents um, of Shield is I've seen one, it was fine. Yeah. Um, I always, if I do a rewatch, I always start with the first Captain America. Are you going in chronological order? Yeah. It'd be interesting because like. And which they pretty much are in now, anyway. Yeah, like the two Guardians films are back to back, though. Like you would do that because they happen six months apart. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and then once Captain Marvel comes out, like that'll be before Iron Man. Yeah. Like, um, but we're just going to go with the release order uh, for this thing. Mm. But everyone should watch them all, and in any order you like. Yeah. Watch Iron Man three first. <laughs> um, speaking of Iron Man, so the first film we watched was Iron Man. Iron Man. Iron Man. Well, did you want to do? The other film first because we haven't seen that. So if you like burn through that, and then we can all finish. Sure. Um, so I watched Incredible Hulk this morning, and this is a film I've long defended. Um, it kind of it always gets a rap, kind of a bad rap. It's like the worst, you know, Marvel film aside from Thor two, um, which both films I really like, like Incredible Hulk mm-hmm. and Thor two. Uh, it was also the first MCU film I ever saw. I never saw Iron Man in theaters. Like the first mm-hmm. one I saw was Incredible Hulk. Uh, ironically, for a podcast, like a buddy of mine and I at uni were like, "Oh, we'll go watch it. We'll start our podcast." Podcast never happened, but I did watch Incredible Hulk. Um, and so I've always been a big defender of it. This is going to be great. Tina wanted to give it a miss. And I was like, that's cool. Like, I've seen it a few times, but I, I watched it this morning. It kind of doesn't hold up. Mm. It's, it's, it's a little bit tough, man. Like, it's the least MCU-ish of the film. Like, if you watch a Marvel film, you kind of know what you get, you're in for. You yeah. know that structure now. You know how it is. This one doesn't follow it. Like, it's pretty dark. Like, there's very few laughs. Um, which is fine, like, I don't mind that. Edward Norton's good, but what really lets it down is the CG. Like, the CGI yeah, has aged yeah. really yeah. poorly. Like, some of the stuff's not too bad, but, but when you get to the third act, where it's just the Hulk and the Abomination fighting, it's just a cartoon. Like, and it's not even them that's the worst part. Like, there are helicopters, like, they get, like, destroyed, and they're, like, very cartoony and yeah. stuff. Um, the performances are fine, but, like, they really, I think, got the Hulk right in Avengers. Like, this Hulk doesn't even look like Edward Norton. Like, when he turns the Hulk, he just looks like a yeah. green monster. Yeah. Whereas, like, with the Ruffalo Hulk, like, you can see his features in them and stuff, which really works and really helps me, like... It makes it so much easier to connect like, with that you character. Care. You care when he turns mm. into the Hulk. Yeah. yeah. like, it's one of those things, like, they kind of cracked the code, like, because, yeah, I didn't really... Like, the problem I had with, like, uh, Godzilla is, like, I didn't care about the CGI monster. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. yeah. But they kind of got it right, and in this one, like, they didn't try to do that, really. It's, um... Like, it's fine. Like, it's not terrible. Like, it's not a bad film. It's just... 
it hasn't aged very well, and um, well, the script isn't great. But I found myself kind of counting down. I'm like, okay, like, uh, yeah. okay, how long we got to go? And like, it's not even two hours long. So I was like, okay, this bit feels a little bit slow. Like, what's going 50 on? Fifty minutes. You're like, yeah. Uh-huh. And like, everyone's trying their best. Like, like, like Edward Norton's great in it. I would, I'd be interested to see what he was like if he had to stay it on. Um, but I do like the softness of Ruffalo. Like, he's kind of very. Um, uh, sympathetic, like when you see him, his Bruce Banner. Whereas, even though Edward Norton isn't like playing his character from American History X, I'm just like I can tell he's mm. not a sympathetic character. Mm. You just kind of get you like, ah, oh, he's like he's got an edge and stuff. Like he's too cool. Like the yeah. same way like Andrew Garfield was too cool to be Peter Parker. It's like Edward Norton's a bit too cool to be, you know. Yeah. Like at one point he puts on glasses. I'm like, all right, I guess he's like a <laughs> he's a doctor. <laughs> like it's yeah. just uh, it, it's a bit it's a bit slow and it's a bit stilted. Yeah. The CGI is just not very good. It's not a terrible film. I still had enjoyed some of the stuff. Like there's still some cool things. Like he does like the big like thunderclap and like puts out a fire, which is kind of cool. Um, but then his one line dialogue as Hulk is he does say Hulk smash, but for no reason. Mm. Like oh, he doesn't. Like was he not smashing at that point? Oh, no, he did smash something, like... but it was kind of like I think at some point Abomination's like any last words, and he says Hulk smash. Oh, okay. But it's also kind of like he didn't even refer to himself as Hulk. Like someone randomly named him the Hulk, like in a news interview. Yeah. Mm. So he wasn't even calling himself the Hulk. Yeah. It just, it's 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 a bit rough. And then what really bummed me out is um, the last scene. Um, well, at the very last scene, Tony Stark comes. It's not a post-credit sequence. It's literally like the last scene of the film. He walks into a bar and sees General Ross, who we see later in Civil War. But the last like banner scene is just him sitting in, um, in this cabin in the woods, or whatever. And the whole theme has been like he's trying to get the cure, and if he can't get the cure, he's, he's learned to keep his heart rate under control so he doesn't get angry and doesn't turn into the Hulk. And like um, they did this cool thing with pa- to show passage of time as well, where they do like you know X amount of days without incident, which mm. I really like. That's what stuff I really really dug. But at one point, like, he's just sitting... So the very last shot, and you can tell it's just, like, to go out with a bang. He's sitting there, like, meditating, I guess. And then for no reason at all, you hear the heart rate monitor go up. His eyes open, they're green, and he smiles, and then just says, zero days without incident. I'm like... But what made him? Yeah. I'm like, but what made him? And also, he hates being the Hulk. He doesn't want to... So why would he smile? Yeah. Like, it's such a weird choice. Like, it's a real, yeah. like... That felt like a studio choice. Yeah. Like, that wasn't a Marvel choice. That felt like they'd be like, we need people to know the Hulk's coming back. Yeah. And like, it just doesn't work. It's just... Um, so, so you actually sort of answered one of my questions I was mm. going to have about this. Is, is It does tie into the MCU then? Very briefly. Like, it doesn't tie in as well. Like, this one's always kind of been like the the black shape of the series. Like, people mm. always... Like, until Civil War, it kind of didn't really tie in stuff. Yeah. Um, as, as well as the other ones, except for that little, like, Iron Man sequence. Um, so it does a little bit, like, they do reference this film in other movies, like, in Avengers, like, um, Mark Ruffalo says at one point, he's like, the last time I was in New York, I broke Harlem. So there are references to that. Um, it's, um, it doesn't feel, but yeah, it really feels disjointed from the MCU. It really feels like a pre-MCU Marvel film, like, it would be at home next to, say, a Fox Fantastic Four movie yeah. or an early Sony X-Men film. It kind of feels yeah. more... That's why I don't want to watch it. Because yeah. I feel like it's not part of the universe. It is. And it definitely ties in stuff. But And like I would always count as part of it. It just... <clears throat> it does some really cool, interesting things. It just, for whatever reason, because it doesn't feel like it's part of the universe, it makes it a little bit harder to watch. And the funny thing is, like, I don't... like People have been, like, critical of that Ang Lee Hulk film for years. But they're kind of similar. Yeah. Like, And mm. the CGI is kind of similar as well. Like... Mm. Um, so I would give it like, I don't know, six gamma infused soda bottles out of ten. Right At the start of the film, I was like, this is like this feels like an eight, and very quickly I'm like, oh, this is like a seven. And once I got to the third act, I'm like, this is a six. Yeah. Like, um, I know I really want to give it a high mark because I like I've always defended that film. It just unfortunately like that dialogue, the CG, look, it's just a combination of a lot of things that just don't hold up. Mm. So, yeah. uh, which is disappointing. There's some cool stuff in there, but it's. It's like, we, like Tina and I were saying before, we were watching the Lord of the Rings films, and I'm actually surprised how well a lot of the CGI does hold up, because I remember thinking it didn't, but a lot of it actually works pretty well. Like, some of it doesn't, like, you can tell, but, you know, this is 15 years ago now. Yeah, so. and it's not like, you, you don't watch it going, oh, this is unwatchable, because the CGI just doesn't hold up. Yeah. You're just like, yeah, I'm okay for that scene, it's mm. not that great. But for the rest of the movie, I mean, New Zealand is so bloody gorgeous, mm. That you kind of forgive the CGI. Yeah. 
Um, so that's that's Hulk. Um, so would you so would you say if so, if people are going to do the road to Infinity War, would you say definitely watch it, or you could take it or leave it? Um, I think as a com- myself as a completionist, yeah, watch it. Is it? Are you going to miss out if you don't? No, like because okay, yeah. no crucial. no one in that film except for um, William Hurt comes back, and he doesn't come back till Civil War, so mm. like fifteen films later. Um, so you don't need to, but like you know, if you wanted to be a completionist, definitely give it a go. I didn't hate it. It just you know wasn't exciting. It was a little bit slow for me. Yeah. Liv Tyler's really good in it. Like I've been on a bit of a Liv Tyler bender just lately. Actually, she's in all those Rings films as well. She's totally good. It just yeah, it just doesn't quite fit into the rest of the universe. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about a film that. <clears throat> Birth the universe, the uh, widely considered one of the, uh, the I guess one of the greatest superhero films of all time at this point. I would say it's yeah, people uh, it's universally loved. I would yeah, say. I haven't I don't really know who dislikes it. Um, we all watched Iron Man. Yeah, I am Iron Man. Can I just say as well, this was like my, I was not really a comic book person in my youth, mm. um, and I could just I just took or leave left. Any those films that came like the Spider Man's, I saw the first one, didn't see the next two, the Toby Wise. Oh, those. two's really good. You should watch two. I don't sorry, know. no, I have seen them. Okay, I, I meant like going to sorry, I should have probably said going yeah. to the cinema and stuff like that. But this really kick started. I remember going to see this, didn't know what it was about. I was like, this is obscure. What's the, why are they making a film about this Iron Man? Mm. And I was hooked after five minutes. That scene, mm. the first scene when he's like testing the weapons. Yeah, and he's like just like. Opens the the freezer thing and he has like the scotch yeah. in there. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm in. I love as well, like, because they it's a really dark opening compared, like, and this is one of the darker films as well. But like, he has that moment where he's like, um, they're taking the photos and then there's just the explosion. Yeah, like that's nuts, man. Yeah. Like it's such a crazy way to open it, and it's about like a warmonger as well, mm. a guy who profits off um, weapons. I did a lot of talking, so I'll let you guys talk about it a little bit, and I'll jump back in later. Um. Uh, yeah, no, I just love it. I I remember when we first, when you first introduced it to me, I was like, I don't want to watch that. Like, I mean, it's just like this playboy who thinks he's so cool. He's got mm. his money and just girls just do whatever. And there are little instances in that. Like, I mean, when they're on the plane and yeah, and then they're the dancing on the plane. Like, <laughs> and, the, and like a pole comes out from the middle of the in the in the um, cockpit, not the cockpit, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but, oh, like, yeah, absolutely. It is such a, such an amazing movie. That whole cave, that entire mm. cave scene, that first half of the movie, where, like, even when he's, like, disorientated and you can see, Yus, what's his name? Jensen. Jensen. And I'll, like, yeah. taking the bits out yeah. of his, his heart and he's, like, linked up to a car battery. Mm. And that's just brilliant. I just love all that stuff. And so how good cool. is the emotional... Development of Jensen, like that's a character yeah. who, like, in like most films, it, like if you put a character like that in a film now, like, <clears throat> like I don't know, like they just got it so right. Like, so when he, you know, eventually does die, like you feel terrible. Yeah. Like yeah. it's really heartbreaking. Well, there's this amazing moment where he talks about being reunited with his family, oh, yeah. so good. and then he's like, he's going to sacrifice and then, himself, yep. and he says, "Well, what about your family?" He's like, "I'm going to be with them." Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, it's really heartbreaking. Yeah. It's really well, and mm. like. A lot of people don't know this, but a lot of the script of that film is improvised. Really? really? A lot, of the, really a lot cool. of the dialogue, wow. like the script wasn't finished, like they wanted to keep doing different things. Mm. Um, the studio didn't want Robert Downey Jr., they wanted to go younger, but John mm. Favreau was like, it needs to be a guy playing a middle-aged alcoholic. Mm. Like, that's what we mm. need to have. Yeah. And, stuff. and guess what? We have a middle-aged alcoholic yeah. ready to go. <laughs> um, um, well, can I just say, that is possibly the most perfect bit of casting I've yeah. ever yeah. seen in my movie-going life. Yeah, definitely. He's so good in it. Um, I also think that uh, something that's really underrated about this film, doesn't get enough credit, is the casting of Jeff Bridges as Obadiah Stane. Mm. Like, he's such... He's so much better... Like, he's, uh, like people talk about like, Marvel not having good villains. He's a great villain. Yeah. Like, he's so sinister. Like, he's not like... like Oh, he's not like a big threat because he's not invading the planet. Like, it's such like a cool little private, intimate bit of villainy. Like, he's, pro- he's war profiteering. Mm. That's all he yeah. is. And, like, when his lifestyle is threatened, he'll take out anyone to, mm. like, keep it going. I'll say in Tanger in the film, like, he would have been a great Lex Luthor. Like, yeah. that's, like, Absolutely. he had the look and, like, he had, like, the menace. He had that cool little, like... I love little, those gadgets. Yeah. You talk about the one where, mm. like, he does the... Like, he paralyzes yeah. and stuff. Um, that's great. And I don't mind that he's in, like, a giant suit at the end. Like, Lex Luthor also wears a giant yeah. suit sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, I think, um... I kind of like the red herring of... 
Because if you get to about halfway through this film, maybe a little bit more, mm. you think, well, these villains are a little undercooked, aren't they? Like these just random, like... Terrorists. But, you know, yeah. terrorists who are just like... You're like, what's... They're not really that good a villain. Yeah. Um, and then you realise, oh, actually, they're just like patsies. Yeah. Know? Yeah. It, um... And there's that great moment when uh, Tony Stark decides to suit up and go save that um, yeah, town village, that's under siege. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he the, the jets, Yeah, the two jets are following him. He's just like, it's me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's no, a... that's brilliant. Like that, yeah, and just like when you're first getting to see like all the things the suit can do, like the fact that it like um, uh, in that village, like he can target all of the yeah. terrorists and shoot them and then everybody's just left standing. Yeah. Or like when the tank like sh- like shoots and just misses and he blows up the tank. Yeah. Mm. You know, and I don't, I really like that he has no problem killing like, he kills a lot of people in this movie. Yeah. So, and not like, I'm like, yeah, kill everyone. But it's kind of like, he's cleaning up the mess he made and stuff. Which, to be fair, if you watch every Marvel film that Tony Stark's in, he's always cleaning up his own mess. Yeah. But um, it's, yeah, it's really spectacular. And so much fun. Like, even though it is dark, like, there's a lot of fun in it. Um, he clearly enjoys being Iron Man. Yeah. Um, and like, what a great ending as well. Like, in a work, that came out the same year as The Dark Knight. And The Dark Knight, like, he's got to hide. He's got to be hunted. Yeah. Whereas he's just like, I am Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's really charming. Like the introduction of Shield is cool um, with Coulson. Yeah. I, mm. um, I really love the. It's something I love about a lot of those origin films. But like the montage, sometimes it's a training montage. This was like a mechanics montage. Yeah. Where he's mm. Building the suit and doing the trials. Yeah. 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 Those little robot things that spray him with the. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I I adore this film. I still in my. Top five. It doesn't matter how far the universe goes. Yeah, it's so good. Like it's a, a killer way to start off a franchise. Mm. And they didn't know they had a franchise at that point. Like they put in that thing at the end about the Avengers, but that was more just like, oh, maybe, like maybe yeah. one day. And yeah. literally four years later, it was happening. <laughs> yeah. Um. And I know I ragged on the uh, the CGI in Incredible Hulk. Kind of say that CGI in Iron Man holds up. Yeah, absolutely. Like there's like maybe one scene where some of the masking. I was kind of like, all right, I can kind of see that screen or whatever. I could see the layering a little bit. But like ninety nine percent of that film, like, because that suit, like, that's and here's the thing, like, when people when I like, complain about Hulk, people are like, yeah, but a Hulk isn't real, like, you can't. I'm like, I'm sorry, that Iron Man suit isn't real. Like, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. does not wear a suit in that film ever. Mm. He might like for a close up wear like, like a like a like a footballer's like shoulder pads yeah. thing, but that is ninety percent pajamas. Like, it is all animated. Yeah. And um, to see that those suits still look real, um, is incredible. Like, that's crazy good CG. Mm. Um, which is, I think, also why I was a bit disappointed by Hulk, because I'm like, alrighty, Iron Man held up, this is gonna home. Okay, yeah. Yeah. those helicopters look like cartoons. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I had one complaint about the film, and it, the complaint might only be because I've seen it so many times, so like, I know what to expect and I know all the moments I'm looking for, I'd say like there are some scenes that maybe go on a little bit too long, like there are some scenes in the desert where I'm like, this doesn't need to be happening, let's get back to, mm. to the story and stuff. Um, but aside from that, like, it's, it's, an almost perfect movie for me. Like I, I, I also adore yeah. this film. Mm. Um, so for chapter one of the Rotten Thunder War, how would you rate Iron Man out of... I don't know. Um, you want to do car batteries? What's his no, name? like... Arc reactors? Arc reactor? That seems I was going to say, like, um, martinis. Yeah. Machine-made martinis. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Or, like, cheeseburgers. or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All um, those things. Any of those things. Um, I rate it a very solid nine. That's it's a very, very solid nine. That's where I'm at as well. I'm at a nine as well. Mm. So I'd give it a nine. Yeah, I'll give it an eight point eight. An eight point eight. Um, what I'll do as well is while we're going on this road to Infinity War, I'll keep an aggregate of all the scores we have. Yeah. yeah good and then idea. that way we can see how they hold up and we'll actually have a ranking by the end of it. So the first one is Iron Man. And it was a nine, a nine, and an eight point eight. <laughs> Um, so I gotta... You can round that up to nine. Okay. For ease of this, but the <laughs> listeners will know. <laughs> They'll yeah. know the truth. So it's a nine out of ten, which is a pretty. I mean, it's gonna be a while, I think, until maybe we see another nine. Incredible Hulk, only one of us watched, so unfortunately, it has to sit with my six. Yeah. Six. I'll give it a six as well. Well, that just still averages out to six <laughs> out of ten. So. <laughs> um, so next week, when we uh, reconvene, we'll probably have a proper topic next week as well. But next week on the Road to Infinity War, we'll be doing Iron Man 2. Yep. Which I'm really looking forward to. This is another one that people kind of criticise, but yeah. I, I really enjoy Iron Man 2. Yeah, so hopefully I really like enjoy it. We get a lot more of Phil Coulson and we get... Um, Black Widow. Black Widow. Mm. 
Um, even if she has that, those weird 90s ringlets, she uh, yeah. is yeah. a badass. Uh, we might do Thor. We'll see how we go. If we do Thor next week, then we'll be up to date. Like We'll be back on track. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't really matter. Um, I will submit my uh, written uh, analysis of the films online later this week. So definitely head to our website, which is pastoremotepod.wordpress.com. There's a few more things on there now. I've been trying to keep some stuff on there. Um, that's probably going to do it for this week's episode, guys. It's a bit of a quick one. Um, Short, but very sweet. Got to talk about some cool stuff. Um, so unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about before we go. No, all good. Thanks for dinner, as always. Oh, gee, in the hood. We are cool. You can find me online always, uh, James Chalmers 7. I'm on everything like that, so you can do that. Yep, I'm Tina's Hair and Beauty. Owenowski, all platforms. All platforms indeed. So head to our website, check some stuff out, like us on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, all that good stuff. Uh, Nick and Tina, say good night. Good night. Fare thee well. Mm-hmm. I'm Jeb Chalmers. Catch you next week. <laughs>